Greetings to those who watch below. It's Friday, and after a short break, it's now time to carry on with our paranormal road trip of the US. But before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B., Jess Black Curtain, Christina Groves, Chris BLK Chris, Canopsia, Tegan S., and The Real CFED 22. They are all members of Those Who Dwell Below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every video. If you'd like to join them below, make sure to check out the link in the description box. Also, there's going to be a new Creepypasta video going up on the official Creepypasta.com YouTube channel later, so make sure to give that a check out as well. Also, if you haven't subscribed to either of the channels, make sure you do, hitting that notification bell so that you never miss a video. Today we are heading to one of the most haunted states in all of the US, with probably the most haunted city of them all, Savannah. That's right, we're heading to Georgia. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Fort Benning, Georgia by Ole Papa Joe About 10 years ago, I was stationed at Fort Benning, Georgia, which is about 10 miles from Columbus, Georgia. My family and I lived in some old housing on post, which was built in the early years of the FDR administration, around 1934. At the time, my youngest children, a son and daughter, were two and four respectively. The older girls were at college, so it was just the four of us. The style of our house was a two-floor, three-bedroom and three baths in a stucco structure. The basement also has a bedroom with a bathroom, one of the two in the house, which was a maid's room. In those days, it was not uncommon for senior US Army officers to have a maid. The houses have had little done to them over the years, other than the addition of air conditioning and gas heating, to replace the old coal furnaces of the 30s. As a result, the houses have a lot of creaks and noise. Shortly after we moved in, my wife and children went to spend the summer with her dad in Kansas. One night after she left, I was sitting in the living room on the ground floor. It was about 10.30pm. I was watching TV and had the sound on low. Suddenly, I heard what appeared to be someone walking down the stairs from the second floor bedrooms. I turned off the sound and listened for a moment. Just as I was about to turn the sound back on, I heard the steps again. I got up and walked to the foot of the stairs. There was nothing there. I walked back to the ground floor, verified that the doors were still locked, and went upstairs. Satisfied that nothing was there, I went back downstairs. Within a few minutes, I heard the sounds of steps again. Again, I went to the stairs, only this time at a run, hoping to catch whomever it was that was doing this. Again, nothing. This went on continually, but not every night. About two days after the time I first heard the steps in the stairway, I had a very strange experience in the master bedroom. As I mentioned, I was home alone, as my wife was still with her dad. While I was sleeping, at around 2am, I felt a strong pressure on my back as I lay on my stomach. I woke up and tried to get up, but couldn't move. The force felt like a pair of hands was holding me down. I was instantly awake and tried to push myself up, but was unable to do so. At first, I thought a burglar was doing it, 
perhaps in the process of robbing the house, but as I turned my head, I didn't see or hear anyone. After about two or three minutes, the pressure ended. I sat up and was terribly frightened. I had only one conclusion. There was some spirit in the house that apparently didn't like me being in the master bedroom. The next night, I was ready. I had my Bible open and was reading the Psalms aloud. I walked to each bedroom and said the Lord's Prayer, and asked our Saviour Jesus Christ to protect all who entered. When I lay down to sleep, I read a chapter of the Bible. I did this every night. The footsteps stopped, and I no longer had any hands pushing me into the bed. All seemed well. Upon my wife's return, I didn't say anything to her about what I had experienced. I didn't want to scare her. Everything continued as normal until my second oldest daughter, a freshman at Florida State, came to visit. She stayed in the small guest room. The next morning, she asked me if I had heard or felt anything strange in the house. I said no. Why? She said that while she was getting ready for bed, she felt as though someone was in the room looking at her. As she lay down to sleep, the door to the room, a big heavy solid wood door with about 30 years of paint on it, suddenly opened very slowly. My daughter said that she looked through the dark, thinking it was either my wife or I. She saw nothing, but felt someone sit on the bed next to her. She immediately went under the covers and said the Lord's Prayer and asked for God's protection. She fell asleep after about an hour or so. She was too afraid to get up until the sun came up, at which time she was telling me about what happened. I asked her not to say anything to my wife or the little ones. She agreed. Eventually, she kind of got used to the strange feeling in the room whenever she visited us, and just chalked it up to the house's age. After we left Fort Benning and my baby daughter was about eight years old, she told me that in the master bedroom back at Fort Benning, she saw a dark figure that pushed her into the curtains. As a result, she said she never went into the room when she was alone. She also said that in her room, which she shared with her baby brother, she would see figures, mostly women, wearing what she described as old-time clothes. These figures didn't hurt her, but just looked at her and her baby brother. I then told my wife about what had happened to me and my older daughter, as well as what the baby daughter had said. My wife said that she too felt creepy in the house and hated living there, but didn't say anything as she thought I would become worried. Haunted Dominoes by Duke of Walmsley Back in 1998, I worked as a driver in a Domino's in Cartersville, Georgia. Several drivers, assistant managers and the store manager had experienced several things that always happened on a Thursday night. No one wanted to work late on that night. I heard from my co-workers that they've had everything from seeing apparitions to having the lights being turned off while you're in the walk-in cooler. The light switch was on the outside. I came back from a late night run to have the store manager meet me outside and tell me that he kept seeing someone walk by him when he was the only one in the store. Being a skeptic, I shrugged all this off until I've experienced some rather odd events myself. I've noticed the odour of a burning cigar next to the oven, and sometimes at the side door, driver's entrance, usually on a Thursday night, 
even though there was nobody smoking in the store, or outside for that matter. I've shrugged this off sometimes, when the cook or another driver is smoking just outside the driver's entrance, but I've never seen anyone smoke a cigar. One night, again a Thursday night, it was bitterly cold out. I think it was in January, the usual time for cold weather in Georgia. A driver came in from a run and left the driver's entrance door open. I made the comment, geez, you brought up in a barn, and closed the door. About an hour later, I was cutting pizza at the cutting table, when suddenly the driver's entrance door opened by itself. This was a heavy metal door, with a long bar used to open it. It made a distinctive sound when someone opens it to leave the building. I heard that sound as if someone from inside was opening it to leave the building, but no one was there. Even though it was very cold outside, it was not windy, so I still to this day do not know how it opened on its own. Maybe the spirits wanted to mess with me. Domino's has closed down the store about two years later and opened two new stores to service a growing city population. I went to the North store and never heard or saw anything more. However, the old oven was salvaged and installed in the South store, where years later I would come across a former assistant manager that worked there. He now works with me at a call centre. He told me of several of his co-workers telling him that they experienced odd things there. One was of a ghostly driver that stood in the office, apparently waiting to check out for the night. As a side note, there was a retired older man that worked part-time at the old store, who had a massive stroke coming back from a run. He died about a week later. Was Mr. Jones still working at Domino's? The Soldier by Rhonda's KPPR We live on base in Fort Gordon. My husband's in the army. We moved in December of 2006. We were about to have our second child, a boy this time. I had our son, and my husband had to meet me at the hospital. Our son had to get his shots, and after that, my husband had to go back to work. I got back home with my son and my daughter, who was three at the time. I was unlocking the door, and my daughter was looking through the glass window that's beside the door, and asked me, Who's that man? I said, What man, sweetie? and looked for myself, thinking that someone had broken in. I said, I don't see anyone there, baby. And she said, He's right there. I thought Daddy went back to work. I said, He did. Look, is his car here? And she saw that it wasn't. We went inside, and my daughter said, Well, he's gone now. I asked her what he looked like, and she told me he had a uniform on, like Daddy wears. Right then, I knew we had a ghost or spirit. Well, I brushed it off, and my daughter started playing her Dora game on the computer that's in our living room, and I started ironing my husband's uniforms. I was on the second one when I felt this really cold chill. At about the same time, my daughter turns from her game and says, Mummy, who is that man? I was scared to turn around, but when I did, I didn't see anything or anybody. I asked her where, and she told me he's gone again, and turned around and went back to her game. Later, I took my daughter outside to ask if the man scared her when she sees him, and she told me no. I asked if he ever says anything to her, and she told me no. 
When my husband got home that night, and after the kids went to bed, I told him what our daughter saw. My husband doesn't like hearing about ghosts and stuff due to a bad experience in the past. We got into a huge fight, and I went to bed. My husband stayed up and watched some TV. The next day, my husband came home for lunch and told me he was sorry, and told me that as he was making his way to go to bed the night before, the bathroom door opened and something black was standing there. But he got a really strong feeling that the spirit didn't like him fighting with me. I thought it was funny in a way, because I know how ghosts can feed off negative energy, but I had a feeling whatever was there didn't want my husband fighting with me. My daughter hasn't said if she has seen the soldier anymore, but I know he's still here, because if my husband fights with me, I can tell something freaks him out later. One of my husband's friends came down to visit us. He decided to bring a girl to have some fun with while we were all upstairs trying to sleep. I asked my husband to go downstairs and tell them to keep the noise down. I was angry because he was disrespecting our home. Before my husband got to our bedroom door to go downstairs, we heard a loud breaking noise. So we ran downstairs and saw all my makeup over the floor all the way to the bottom of the stairs, which was weird how it had got that far. We saw my husband's friend and his lady friend were on the couch and looked like they were scared out of their minds. My husband starts asking them what happened and at first it was like they couldn't speak. My husband walked up to his friend and kind of shook him and he said, Dude, we didn't do that. We haven't moved from the couch. Long story short, they were too scared to stay and my husband walked them outside while I picked up my makeup. When my husband walked back in, he had the biggest smirk on his face. I asked him, what's with the smile? My husband says, I guess they made our ghost mad because my boy just told me we have a ghost, but I told him we knew and he only lets us know he's here if we fight, and now we know he doesn't like anyone disrespecting our home. Nothing has happened since that night, but everyone knows now not to act stupid in our home. Unfriendly Ghost by Haunted Cop In the early 90s, I moved into a small three-bedroomed house on the east side of Athens, Georgia, while attending the university. I ended up living in the house well after graduating for a total of about nine years. During that time, I had a number of roommates come and go. The odd thing is, the house was new when we moved in, so it had no history to account for the experiences that occurred. One of the first unusual events I remember happening is an occasion when I was walking past the kitchen, which was to my left. As I passed, I heard a loud clack of something hitting one of the bar stools, and I realised that a small glass bottle that had been on the countertop had evidently come off the counter, hit the bar stool, and landed on the floor in the living room, next to where my roommate was sitting. We were both bewildered, as the bottle had come way too far to have just fallen, and since it was a square bottle, it would not have rolled to where it ended up. I definitely had the sense that it had been thrown at me as I was walking by. In those days, the university was still on the quarter system, and once finals were over in the first week of December, there was about a month without classes. My roommates went home for the break, but I had a job, so I stayed alone for that month. One night, I woke up to the sound of my dog growling, she was looking out my bedroom door into the house 
as she continued to growl. I peeked out, but saw nothing out of the ordinary in the dark. I tried to get her to come with me to investigate, but she dug her feet in the floor and refused to budge. This was very unusual behaviour for her, because for a lab, she had an aggressive personality. I crept into the kitchen and got a knife, quickly looked around and went back to bed, locking my bedroom door. I can't swear this was paranormal, but it definitely stuck with me. Over the years, a number of other things happened, often several things happening close together, then no activity for a long time. Radios would turn on, there was a growling noise in the front bedroom. One roommate reported seeing a shadowy figure. Shortly before I moved out, I was vacuuming, and noticed a hand-carved lion statue was turned to face the wall. I realised that I had had to turn the statue around several times before, but this was the first time I wondered why it kept happening. I fixed its position and continued vacuuming, making a circle around the table. When I got to the other side of the table, I looked up and saw the lion was again facing the wall. Although the activity seemed to come and go, what I remember most is how heavy the air seemed. It was hard to describe the weight of it. Often at night, when I was trying to go to sleep, I would have a strong sense of dread that I couldn't explain. When I would try to pin down the feeling of what was causing it, I just came up empty. This was particularly true when I was using the front bedroom. The same room one roommate once told me gave her nightmares. I wish I had known about EVPs at the time. I would be curious to see what might turn up. Also, I'm not sure if it's worth mentioning, and I don't really have the sense that there is a connection, but for much of this time, I worked in an old 1800s supposedly haunted building on campus, where I had several paranormal experiences. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Also, if you really, really liked the video, you can leave a super thanks. I'll be back in a few days with some more terrifying videos. So, until next time, sleep tight. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.